And we're recording. And right. asked me what I thought about the music. Yeah. And I said that I liked it. That the music, especially at the beginning, it, it got me pretty pumped up for the beginning of the movie. I was like, my heart was like beating. Like it just seemed like a really good setup. And it reminded me of the beginning of uh, Batman Dark Knight. It, yeah, it did feel like that. Like it felt like some shit was happening. The music was good. I didn't know what was happening. And even then when it was happening, I was like, huh? Like, I didn't know, like, oh, are they on the same team? And, like, uh, on the second viewing, I was like, I guess he was CIA agent. With the number. Yeah, we never we never fully understand the factions. No, no. Or at least I never fully got them. Well, from his point of view in the beginning of the movie, the reason the reason any of that shit's going on is they're they're going to kill that guy, and that's why they're there. And, but he's there to take him out, right? To get, to save him, to save that one guy. And but it turns out that I have no idea what it turns out. They, I, <laughs> I, 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 and then Robert Patterson's there, and he's the one who introduces inversion. Like, why are you even there? But I guess he was there to help. So I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch it again. It's a, it was a, it was a fun ride. I remember enjoying it. Uh, it could have also been that it was the first time back in a movie theater since. Yeah. December. Yeah, your dopamine levels were up. You're like, yeah. Then you just, it's kind of like I don't know why you eat popcorn while watching a movie. You know, it, it like it enhances the movie. So you had that whole level of. Uh, euphoria you know watching a movie you know being free for the first time in a while i feel bad that uh wonder woman's gonna come out on hbo yeah you know uh it looks like uh black widow is gonna come out on disney plus yeah definitely it sucks that those movies are doing that but it's it's the times that we're in when they get that yeah. vaccine it's gonna be like 95 100 percent shit yeah, I mean, we, we. fireworks brought to you by Podcast for We, where you can hear kind of fireworks, but not all the way. Um, there's the st- okay. My engagement, I was engaged when I first watched the movie. Let's not let's not go with the review numbers now because, like, I want you to watch it again, see where your heart is. But it's it's a hard it's a hard go to watch it again. It just is because. Other than the the look of the movie, because it did look good, there isn't much to come back to. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather watch Interstellar again or Inception. Those are really good movies. And like if you watch um, Memento, that'll blow your fucking socks back. And that's like a better version of this concept. It just is. And um, and you resonate with the character more. See, I think they gave them too much money. And because of that, he's able to do these grandiose things. So he gets so focused on doing these huge scenes and set pieces to be his it factor rather than focusing on the story itself. I don't know that I don't know that that's the case. I think he I think he wants to get to those. But I think he started with the concept first. Okay. What it feels like with this movie. Okay. Um I don't know if they spent more time writing, you know, Inception. It feels like it. 
doesn't it? Yeah. Especially, I mean, we talked about this last time, but you know, I, I watched it. I don't know whatever time it was, but at the beginning, he said he wants to get off the train. They're like, you don't have to get off the train. They're not going to search all the all the all the carriages. And he goes, I just don't like trains. And it makes sense. And it's like he's still traumatized. And to me, it made sense because I'm watching. I'm like, yeah, that's what he used to get out of the dream from you know with his wife. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. They thought that far back in the script. Yeah. You know, to reference it in a real casual, it's a throwaway. It could just be like, well, the guy doesn't like trains, you know? Then you realize why. And they don't spell it out for you. It's not like he says, well, remember at the beginning of the movie when I told you I didn't like trains? Well, this is why. <laughs> you <laughs> know what? That's something that this movie does do, but because of that, it's egregious. You know, he, he does, they don't explain a lot of things. They just go with it. You know, like the conversations go so far that doesn't make sense. He'll go, so would you kidnap a child? Like fucking random. Like they're just sussing each other out. And he goes, would you steal a child? How about a woman if I had to? And I was like, I I, I get what they're doing, but no. Yeah, I mean, well, for me with, with with the Inception, they don't have to. They don't have to point out their callbacks. They They're don't. It's part of the universe. It's part of the character. It's something that they would say, but you don't really pick up on the motivations for them saying it until after you watch it. Yeah, you know, I, I, the movie the movie was so layered, and you can, we can keep talking about it, but the, the, the Tenet movie, I'm telling you, there's nothing there. Like the, to, to do this, there's not a part where I'm like, oh, spinning top or, oh, that's why he said this, you know, that I, in fact, I, when I'm watching YouTube videos, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos before I watched the second time. And I paid attention to when they were wearing red and blue, just, just on the off chance that there'd be some shit that I didn't miss. No, I think it was just a cool effect. I'm like, oh man, the cop cars, they're only doing red and blue. So obviously that means they're inverted. No, no. There was a part where there's some lady. It got so bad there was a lady in. Oh, so there's a part where she's kissing her kid, telling them we're gonna go to Pompeii together. And there's a lady wearing red. I'm like, and she was the only one. I'm like, oh, she must be inverted, you know, because red meant inverted and blue meant not right. inverted, you know. So I was just like, oh, that's what it means, you know. No, none of that. She wore a red dress and then she wears a blue dress, and that I mean. Other than the fact that some time has passed, it's just her changing dresses, you know. And it just so happens she is in the inversion when she's wearing black. She was tall too. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I, uh, I think huh? I didn't. I didn't pick up on it, but she's she was the uh, she was the sovereign queen in Guardians of the Galaxy too. Wow, really? I didn't know that. That's fucking cool. My, my girlfriend picked up on it. She was like, "Hey, she was in Guardians of the Galaxy too." I was like. What? <laughs> I yeah. It out. Well, once you said it, it's in my head now. I get it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She's too tall, though. You don't want to have like the chick taller than the protagonist. Then it doesn't make sense if there's some kind of a thing that they're trying to make because they made it look like they were trying to get together, and I think they would have. But at the same time, it just for optics wise, you know how like you you have to do certain scenes in a certain way when you have a protagonist and you have an uh, like a like the love interest. I guess was, it was a little distracting sometimes. I don't mind the whole you know tall versus not tall versus short thing. I but, agree, but in this one, I was just like, "Fuck, she's tall." 
Yeah. Well, like it wouldn't have bothered me because she's tall in in Guardians of the Galaxy. I bet she's taller than um, what's his name, uh, Chris Chris Pat. But it like it doesn't matter because the way they made the movie. But you made her a center character getting with another center character. The optics wise, it just doesn't look right, so it's less believable. And therefore, you're allus- like you subconsciously you're not like for this. You're just not. Now, yeah, you like think consciously you're gonna be like, oh yeah, there should be nothing wrong. I get you. But then again, there's a reason why you're establishing shots so that you know, you know, where you're at. You don't need it. It's a language of the cinema. It is. Yeah, you you want the like if the villain is talking to the the good guy, you want them kind of even when you when you're when you're filming them. And but if like someone has an advantage, you can you can make the, the the camera go a certain way where the character is higher than the other. And like subconsciously you're, you're, you're saying, Oh, well that person's on top because they know what they're talking about, but consciously you're not really noticing it. You know what I mean? Same thing with the fucking woman being taller than him. It's not like that's a bad thing. It's just like optically you're watching your main character sell something he can't sell, you know, even though, I mean, yeah presence gravitas but in reality we're when we're talking about love interests in movies that's not going to be one of them even though my 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 thing was it's just that i noticed how tall she was exactly a problem with you know if they were standing next to each other it it just it just just jumped out of me it did multiple times yeah and, and around other people, like and how, and how thin she was too, was was like, um, and I never noticed it, that. It exaggerated, it exaggerated how tall she was. But yeah, I mean, it, not that I mean I don't have a problem with it, but it it just took me out of the movie for some. It just reminded me, like, yeah, she's tall. Yeah, it it like subconsciously, I mean, uh, it, it it hits a lot of negative points, and she's she is attractive, and she and her being tall and skinny has nothing to do with anything. It's right, just. Right, right. But when you have her juxtaposed against other characters, it just kind of throws you off. And then, therefore, the, the whole scenario is unbelievable. Even though you can, you can ask a person and be like, yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, it's totally okay. But we're not going to be talking about this movie and their relationship 10 years from now. We're just not. Because it was just badly done. They, well, they, they, didn't... Even, they even make up for it like in Avengers. You know, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is wearing the suit or boots anytime he's standing next to you know, Chris Hemsworth or Chris Pratt or Chris Evans. Yeah, because they understand cinematography, fucking yeah. ambiance, dude. There's a reason why you have certain things because there's a language there that's there. And then, like, in this movie, it's like they were, I don't know. It's not like it's woke, but they were just like, this shouldn't be an issue. But it is. And, like, yeah, obviously I'm calling it out, but I watch a lot of shit, you know what I mean? And I can articulate what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Like some people can watch a movie and just be like, I like it. Why? I don't know. And then I can explain why you probably like it. I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm just saying like, it just makes sense, you know? And then like, if you watch, go back and watch other movies, how many times do you have the heroine bigger than the the hero? It just doesn't work. They have to have an energy to them. In fact, Chris Pine is smaller than, I think, I think he's shorter than like fucking Wonder Woman. It's because she's tall. But... When when you're when you're watching the movie, they never really do that. They don't make her taller than him because it would just be unbelievable. It just wouldn't. I mean, that's a thing though. Women can be taller than dudes. That's a thing. 
But genuinely, I mean, they don't get people that are shorter than them. And so it's just less believable. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, if they if Wonder Woman's right here, Chris Pine's right here, and they're having a conversation, that you wouldn't believe that this guy gets with Wonder Woman. It just, it just seems kind of fake. You know, and there's all sorts of instances like that, little things here and there where it's like the relationship is unbelievable because of the nature of what it is. You know what I mean? You can't just say, oh, yeah, it should just work. But it, it, it doesn't. Oh, because you, you think a way or it should work. It doesn't, you know, like, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. Sure, I'm sure it came up, but, but, you know, they probably like her interpretation of the character best. What do you mean? In other words, I mean, you have people come in and read for a part, you know, you, as a director or a casting director or whatever, you end up having to, to balance out, you know, the, the whole usual hype thing with, well, whose interpretation of the character was best? Because when, when an actor comes in to read, there's nobody to base it off of. You have to read the lines and then try to interpret or try to see how the director saw those lines being said, or even have an interpretation ready that the director might not have thought of, but would like to see. But that's why you would have a cinematographer or a director or an editor that's looking at the fucking movie and be like, this isn't working because the way they are. I mean, you have a good movie. You just have, like for instance, Bane. Bane is shorter than Batman. Just said, fuck it. That's huh? probably one where they just said, fuck it. You know, we'll, we'll go full, full heightist on this one or full anti-height or full woke. I don't know. What you want to call it. Well, it's bad. It's bad directing then. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't let that happen in any other movie, but for some reason this movie, they're just like, fuck it. We got planes crashing in this shit because like they, they took, they paid attention, right? They casted a great actor for uh, the dark Knight. Uh, the one with the Bane. What the fuck is that one? Rises. Rises, yeah. He is shorter than Christian Bale, Bale and he's not as big, but they casted it and they, they paid attention oh, yeah. to it. And they did all sorts of shit and angles. And they were paying attention. <gasps> this movie, they didn't give zero fucks. They were like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. It should work. Men can be smaller than women. That's okay. Yeah, it's totally believable. And then, like now, now you know we're watching the movie, and after the fact, you have to articulate your thoughts on this. And you're gonna put in because you're not really thinking about it. You're gonna put in other shit and re the reason why you don't like it. But reality is, it was a combination of a lot of things. Here, they didn't have good writing, and they had bad cinematography. They just had her taller than everybody, where to the point you you it stood out to you, you know. And you're pretty woke, you know. Like I mean, like. It, you would have ignored it any other means it's not that i have a problem with all women it was just nobody does it, it just stood out exactly nobody well, nobody when you see the cables you know it just reminds you that you're watching a movie yeah well it, it, and that's bad directing and bad cinematography tall guys well you know with tall guys they'll usually set things up so that it's not an exaggerated exactly exactly talking to each other Exactly. There's like a me there's a message that the movie conveys without you even knowing it. And you're right. It's not just a man or a woman thing. It's just that you at, at best you want them to be equal. If anything, you know, it would be more like you can accept it if he was taller. At best, it's, equal. It's how you arrange the shot? Exactly. You know? 
Exactly. Oh, you raise a shot. She can be tall as she wants. You just have to make the shot work. You know what I mean? Give the language, you know, even when you're like having him over, they, they, they paid attention to the villainy of it. Every time they showed the, the villain fucking triumphing over somebody, they always kind of pan towards them and he was above them. And I mean, like they, they're paying attention there, but they're like, you know what? Fuck these two. And then, but then they didn't even write anything for those two to, 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 there was nothing, there's nothing there, you know? So I don't even know what the fuck that was. But whatever on that, what we got music, the music I thought was good. It kind of turned into noise towards the end, though. The sound mixing was a legit thing. Now, you watched it. Were you able to clearly understand what people were saying? Okay, I've heard people gripe about this. The first go, I had my surround sound going and I'm watching it. And I thought it was just the accents were very thick. So... The second time I got my headphones out with my ear and I just isolated the voices and I I had the benefit of subtitles. So I subtitled it just so I can hear what they're saying. And I, I good, you know, believe it or not, I'm good with that because he did, he fucked up with the dark Knight rises. Yeah. Bane. Bane. He should have kept it mysterious. I think that was good. So in this one, I felt like he learned his lesson because their accents were super thick and that gave it more presence of, you know, they're all around the world. So they did it with voices, but he didn't do it with shots. Whatever. I mean, I was cool with that. It was really hard to understand them the first go. The what second time, at, I had I'm advantages. Wondering, well, it, my problem wasn't... It, there's a way to tune sound so that it sounds warmer, right? Or so, or, or so it sounds like glassier right higher like tinny more tinny right yeah yeah and sometimes it it depends on what your listening environment is yeah my my problem was it sounded hollow but i think it's because we were in a hollow fucking theater (laughs) listening to something turned up to 11 and so really the other kind of sounds that would get absorbed by bodies wasn't getting absorbed so we were getting everything I think you're just trying to nerd explain something that that the quality of sound is being said about that across the board. Everyone's I saying that. No, until I watch it at home. I won't That's be true. for sure until I watch it at home. But you're kind of cheating the system when you're at home because it's designed for just you. Right. But if, you're, if you're cheating sounds, though. Well, no, because usually in a movie theater, it's designed for a lot of people and it's sound. It works it works right normally it works here it didn't work i mean and 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 it's not like i'm following everybody i'm like how bad could it be and when i was watching i was like i wish i had subtitles i'm like i had subtitles even even the conversation that he had with michael kane i'm like and i'm like god damn it why is it so hard to understand what they're saying and i'm thinking the whole time i'm thinking "I, i bet you it's because this place is fucking empty I have to say this. Look, when you make sound, you got to make it sound good no matter what. And then if you go home with your sound or a, a theater with better quality sound, it should it should make it sound better. Now, if you've created a thing that can't be adaptive for people to hear in other theaters and even at home, then you didn't do your job. 
Now, 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 when you listen at home, it's different. It should be without no settings. You should be able to hear it just right the way it should be. And then you, being you, audiophile, you adjust your shit to make it even better. I, I'm, I'm, me too. Me too. Well, that's why. I mean, I'm waiting till the 15th when it comes out. I'm going to stick it in my PS5 and see what it sounds like. And if it sounds like garbage, which it did, like, I mean, I... I, I, I'm cheating the system, let's just say. And I, I can hear the sound and it's garbage. And then when I what I did was I tricked the system and it just giving me the voices. I mean, like the, the sounds there and it's not as tinny. You're right. It's like broken glass. It's the quality was garbage because they didn't I don't know who compiled the sound. They it wasn't the right people, you know, because it was explosions going over the voices and the voices weren't clear. Well, I mean, even when they were just talking. Yeah, no, yeah. When they're talking, it's muffled. Ambient sounds were were washing them out. And even it was muffled. muffled. Yeah, it was muffled. And it's not just that, it's because it it's the accents are they're strong, but it's the dialogue too. Because the way they're talking, there's a rhythm to people talking up and down and left and right and then you know that's like hey what you know like a question or enunciating things like this is sparta or some shit like that right when they're talking the dialogue is as such monotone yeah it's pretty flat yeah and then so when you have that michael kane he's being dabonier you know he's like but he's just (laughs) in in a straight baritone kind of thing Da, 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 da. Well, you know, da, 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 da. that's all he would do. And the other guy, he ain't got much. He has to react to whatever the other guy's saying. So he just says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. that's the way it is. And that's why it just sounded like garbage. There's two points where this happened. No, three points. The, the When he's talking to the lady, uh, the obscure tenant, you know, he um he talks to her and her voice is very her accent's pretty thick, but like I said, it's the same fucking kind of dialogue. They're just talking in a straight way and they're not going up and down, not being surprised. It, I I don't know. I don't think she was acting. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't sound like she was acting per se, like you gotta feel it. She was just talking like as if she was just reading straight across. But that's not a knock on her, that's just the dialogue. It's just straight. You know what I mean? There's no passion. What's her motivation? I have to figure some shit out. And the way her motivation is, she's it's like she's bored with her own concept. She's bored with this whole ideal of inversion. She's it like... It could even be that Nolan was holding back and not telling everybody everything about the part they were playing. That's true. You know, to preserve a plot points or spoilers or whatever. It's true, though, because like, well, I don't know. Maybe the acting wasn't good because Michael Caine learned a lot of shit in Inception by asking the director and the director would then tell him. He goes, what's my motivation here? Am I dream guy or not dream guy? And Michael Caine isn't the fucking smartest guy on earth. He's just a really good actor. So it's like like he gives a shit about dreams and shit. He's just like, what do I do here? Am I this guy or that guy? I don't feel like anyone was doing that. They're like. So what is my motivation in this part? Have I been doing this forever? Or am I just bored with this? Because that's what she was doing. She was bored with this exciting thing. It should have been like when he goes to catch, shoots the bullet and catches it. And he's like, what the? He didn't even react. He should be like, what the fuck? This it is crazy. Been, it should have been like uh, Independence Day. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, well, I, I'd have been like, 
what the fuck is this? <laughs> I want your movie. <laughs> like you should have been that actor because uh, she she should have been like right. This is fucking crazy. I don't know if you remember in Independence Day when they go to Area Fifty One and the lead scientist at Area Fifty One. He's all excited. Yeah. He even tells me he's all as you can tell, as you could probably guess, we don't get a lot of visitors here. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he's excited to share his discoveries with new people because he's probably been bored this whole time. Yeah, the movie presents him with an opportunity to share, and 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 you know gives you know he, he gets all excited and stuff. This one should have been something similar. So no one because- was excited nothing no one's excited you know no one's like wow like when they stole that shit when they well not stole they didn't even steal <laughs> when they when they when they crashed the plane they should have been like what the fuck you know like we fucking did it but you don't even know what victory you had because they found the inversion thing the whole thing was to get to this fucking tunnel to find something you didn't even know and they found the inversion thing and i the best line one of the best lines is after that when they're like it's kind of like they're um the post-game report Bob Patterson's like I'm alive so therefore I must have some use because he just assumes the shit he saw was so top secret oh man that makes me mad just thinking about it so he thinks oh yeah this shit's so top secret they're gonna kill me which would have been cool but in reality he's just pretending to say that which takes away that whole line you know he goes well if I'm still here that means I'm some use. And like, it, I just saw some shit I shouldn't be alive for. And I was like, oh, this is fucking dope. I was like, this is it. But it turns out he already knew all that shit. And he's just lying to say that. Then the other guy, uh, Washington, uh, he goes, um, how did he say it? Uh, I just expected to find a pitcher, you know, and some re- and some reverse bullets. You know, that, that's what he says. It, but we found the fu- a fucking inverted guy and we fought him and all this shit happened. And I was like, this is good writing. At that point in time, I thought that was good writing. On the second pass now, I'm like, well, that's not. Is that good writing? Because like they're just one guy's pretending to be amazed, I guess. And then the other guy is just, I don't know. I don't know. His His line's still good. His, his lines are so good. Well, I mean, how much does Robert Pattinson know? How much does Neil know about what has to happen? Yeah. He, does. He, he is surprised when he finds out that he was fighting himself, too. Yeah, and when he's fighting the guy. When he, well, he's fighting. They're both fighting inverted him. versions of themselves. So that when he sees him, he's like, oh, shit. And he goes back and, and, and stops uh, the protagonist from you know killing, killing. himself. <laughs> 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 yeah, Don't kill yourself, bro. No, no, no. He he doesn't look surprised. He looked like, oh, this shit. Okay, got it. Right. So that's what I'm saying. How much does he know? It's like he knows some. He has to know quite a bit. He he also has to have some gray areas too, where he's and- not knowing exactly what happens. It would be dumb for him to not know a lot, but it's dumb for him to know a lot. So it, it's just a it's a conundrum onto itself, a paradox. Because like he he's from the future and he has to know enough to go back at that time to do certain things. Right. But if he does know, then he will effectively change time. But if he doesn't know, then what the fuck were you doing in the future, guy? You know, like it could also be Fireworks. It could also be 
you know, the protagonist only told him exactly what he needed to know. Uh, agreed. You know, just I, like I, just like John Connor only told Kyle Reese what what Kyle Reese needed to know. It's to it's a it's and, you know it's a weird thing though because if when you think about it, it's like he could have went back all the way and then start time from there, but then he's going back again like twice over, and you know I just, he's, doing, he's doing one of these. He's like going through as you know. Let's say he started as a kid. Okay. Goes through the kid, goes back, helps the protagonist, and then goes back again to die. To save him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. But you don't know how many times he goes back and forth. Oh, actually, no, no, no. Well, yeah, he could have done it multiple times. Yeah. So he goes through because he's actually there at the opera. Yeah, he is in the opera house. Yeah. Opera so house. when did he go back and do that? <laughs> that yeah. might have been a him going back then forward then back again then forward then and you get and like where the fuck are they going like where did he go for 10 years going backwards in time just hung out and that's why that's why i'm saying he probably he was probably all like all like fucked up because he'd been going through time for 10 years and he's just now getting the chance to come out of it yeah because like going house yeah, seeing a bird for the first time and shit, you know, going the right way. He's like, oh, fuck, oh, crazy. Yeah, no, no, you're right. No, I, I I, didn't pick that up either, and I watched it twice. I didn't I didn't even think about how fucked up he would be from going back in time for 10 years. If if that's truly what he did. You don't know. He could have been going back five years, doing some shit, a year. I mean, like, it seemed, that that's pretty fucking nauseating. Just think about it. But they, it was cool, too. They had to bring oxygen to the, to the time. But like that, I, I, when they did that, I thought to myself, I was like, "Well, wouldn't light be different too? Like, like because if you're if if air isn't right, why would light be the same? Even smells, you know, like all your senses would be backwards. But whatever, I, I, I turn my brain off. Yeah, that, was, it would be backwards. Everything would be dark because there's no light hitting your eyes. Yeah, because it's going it's going away from you. Light's going away because you're going backwards. Well, but then you're also getting the light that. No, light doesn't bounce out of your eyes as efficiently as it does goes into your eyes. Yeah, it's coming out. Everything's going out. Right. Because like if the wind is pushing you because it's – or gravity's pulling you, I guess. Or no, gravity's already pulling you. So it's pushing you then. Fuck, so I don't know. You should be able to super jump. Yeah, you know, another thing about entropy – or yeah entropy like it's like energy you know dissipating it has nothing to do with time travel so i was just like oh i thought that means you're just going limp you know like okay so the music there's the sound the re- engagement you got to watch it again to get to where i'm at i would say yeah i'm gonna watch it till the 15th right? yeah it comes up the 15th right 4k you gonna get that 4k 4k what well, does the playstation 5 render movies good uh, you know, I actually haven't tested it out on a movie yet. You should. I mean, like, 4K isn't just 4K, you know? You also have to process the images. And, like, it's one thing. Like, I hate to say it, but Blu-ray players are different. Yeah. Yeah, and, like... Yeah, so- the Xbox 2, when they first came out, they found that the Xbox rendered colors and images poorly compared to, you know, like a dedicated 4K player. And how do you have your sound system set up? Do you have sound? Do you have the the PlayStation 
straight video to the TV and the sound coming out of the TV or is running straight to my receiver and then to my TV. Yeah. That's the way to go. Right. Hit the receiver and then receiver to the TV. And like Anthony's anti that he's all about purity, but I don't think the PlayStation has enough ports for that. It only has the one HDMI. That is the closest you can get to purity. Cause all it's doing is just taking, it's taking the data that it's receiving the video data and, and passing it through to the pass TV. through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, if you, if you wanted true purity, which doesn't, this isn't a thing. This is just not a thing. Purity, you go straight to the TV. Yeah. You would go straight to the TV and then somehow in some shape or form, have another HDMI slot going into the, to the, to the but that's impossible. So you have to go through the receiver to go to the, that's, that's the purest way you want to go through the receiver. I mean, that's, and then even if, even if you connected it straight to the TV, you would not notice the difference. You know, my Sony player, I picked it up because it actually has two HDMI outs, an audio out and a video out. Huh. Um, but I, I'm not running it like that anymore. I was running it like that, but then I got this receiver and this was, it's all Sony. So uh, everything's uh. compatible with, with everything else. If I turn on my PlayStation, it turns everything else on for me that I need on. So it doesn't turn on. Oh, phone. that's the AM. There's a setting. It's called ANT. Wait, what is this shit called? Maybe I have it on this thing. Uh, it's the HDCP H, uh, yeah, handshake protocol or some shit like that. No, no, no. It's not handshake, but it's because you're using it through the arc, right? The yeah, HDMI uh, arc. Uh, it's HD. It's called HDMI control. It's not. It's arc. called the AnyNet HDMI CEC. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I, I have it on my TV. That's why. I think that's a cool little function, but sometimes it's fucked up because I don't want it to turn my fucking PlayStation on all the time. Uh, no, it mine's pretty smart. Uh, it only turns on what I need to turn on. So if I turn on the TV, it only turns on the TV and the receiver because I want the receiver to be sounding all the time. My TV's dumb. Then it turns on the PlayStation, the TV, and the receiver. If because I, I if I turn on the Blu-ray player, it turns on the TV and the receiver. It, I don't know, but I mean, all my shit is pretty new. Well, it's because I have okay, because my uh, my, t- my my PlayStation's hooked up to my TV, and I usually have like a computer and other things set up to it. But right now, I'm running just the 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 PlayStation to the TV, and then I, of course my receiver. So, and I use I, everything I watch is through my apps on the on the TV itself. Yep. And um, what happens is if I'm I don't know why, but if I'm not watching an app, it'll naturally assume that I was watching my PlayStation. But if I had my computer hooked up, I'd be set. There would be no problem because it's thinking, oh, he's using his computer, but because it's always on. But because it's the PlayStation and that is all, it's like once the app, Netflix isn't, you're not watching Netflix. So obviously you're, you're playing your PlayStation. I'm like, fuck it, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's a cool function that doesn't really. Most people don't have this problem because they have more than one thing hooked up to their TV. And that's my only problem. I would have to hook up something else to the thing. It's, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, but the PlayStation, I wonder how it, it has to process 4K pretty good. Like it should uh, be the best Blu-ray, 4, 4K Blu-ray player. It should be by default. Yeah, I mean, the processor is strong enough to, to go ahead and do all the, the video codecs and the sound. Fuck it yeah, awesome. it should be it fucking should be awesome. awesome um i i just haven't tested it yet you know what's you know what's a a son of a bitch is the uh the computer okay so sony the way they design shit right is because they own 4k and 
Blu-ray and shit like that, and they rent it out to everybody else, which is pretty clever. If, okay, so I have, I, have 4K, I have 4K video card. I have to buy the fucking software. Like, I'll have a burner, you know, 4K burner and everything. You have to buy the software to fucking use it, even though you have it. You know what I mean? Like, that's stupid. And it, they've done this forever since Blu-ray. You could you can have a Blu-ray burner, and you could burn shit on Blu-ray and watch it. But if you wanted to watch a fucking Blu-ray, you have to buy their fucking their uh, their license or whatever the software license. Yeah, that's so fucking annoying. And there's ways I can go around it, to, like to, you know, to go around it. I don't want to do that though. That's the thing. I want to be legit, but I don't want to pay extra money for something I already have. That's so fucking annoying. And they did that with 4K too. So I was like. It bothers me because I'd rather process through the computer than I would a PlayStation Five, but I mean, like, I don't have that luxury right now. So I mean, so to get that PlayStation Five, it'd be straight on. I don't have a four K uh, blue uh, video card anyway, so it doesn't matter. Which are cheap too. You can buy like a fifty dollar one. Yeah, I don't know. I'll probably still use my four K player anyways, just so that I don't put so many miles on the on the PS Five. I would, if I were you, I would. Use the how fucking go go the distance. You know why? Why? Can you buy another one? You're gonna buy a fucking another one. You're gonna buy the PlayStation Five Plus or whatever the fuck they call it. Yeah, but, but I'm also thinking that, that you know having a dedicated player also made my my PS Pro last longer. You know, especially in the heat and all that stuff. Do you think that was a factor? That's a thing. Like you've had PlayStation Four burnout. No, because I've always had a, a player. <laughs> I've always had something to play the movie. No, but My like for I did use the pro for about a year or two to watch movies. And then when I got the dedicated Blu-ray player, the 4K one, I actually noticed a jump in the quality. Yeah. That's weird, right? Because you would think because I remember when PlayStation 3, yeah, 3 came out. And um, it, it was the first like Blu-ray player, not the first, but it was like, you know, in the beginning. And then when you got a Blu-ray player that was like a hundred bucks, it was like leaps and bounds better. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, you would think that it'd, like, it'd just be a Blu-ray and it just play, you know, but in reality, it's not like that. And I, which makes me mad if PlayStation 5 isn't all the way because then it's repeating everything it's done before. Well, I don't know that it is or it isn't because I haven't tried it yet. You should. You should watch a movie that you know what it looks like visually. Dunkirk. And yeah, there's some scenes with the Moonstone and the, and the boat and the planes. And I could, I could compare them because they're both plugged in. I mean, I have both both bitches plugged in right now. So. Both 4K? I have my 4K Blu-ray player and my PS5 plugged in. No, you would have to take the movie out and put it in there. Oh, yeah, but, you know, I mean... I, I could look at certain scenes and figure out, you know, what details can I see here, or colors and all that shit, and then put the other one in. Have you seen the? Let's end this with Mandalorian talk, just real quick. What'd you think? This fucking show is good. It's I, I, better than the movies. I'm my my only problem with it is it's starting to feel like they're 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 using it to build out other properties <laughs> you know you're saying? right because as soon it's as al- it's almost becoming transparent is my yeah. problem 
because you could tell that they're going to come out with an Osaka show. Or a, a, what's her name? Osaka? Osaka. Osaka, yeah. They, you could tell they're going to make another show, right? When you watch that? I'd rather it all stayed within The Mandalorian. I know, right? You know, it, 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 I feel like it... Ah, they can't help it. Bigger. I don't know. I don't think it's about bigger. It's about quality. Because when you watch Mandalorian, does that not feel? I, I don't mean bigger like like bigger action. I mean just bigger story because you do the Star Wars universe is full of characters, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you can you can go with Ahsoka. You can go with um um oh shit. Who's the other girl? The Mandalorians. Oh um, I don't know. I know what you're talking about, but oh. goddamn name is Battle Battlestar Galactica chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kara Thrice. You can go, you can go with, with that with that Mandalorian plan too. But it just feels like when when Ahsoka tells him at the end, I can't train him, and he's like, We had a deal, and he was like, and, and then Ahsoka's like, Okay, go to this planet. I was like, fuck. It's starting to feel like go here now go there now go here now go there i'm good with that because i i see in this they're doing avengers but in star wars but in their own little tv show because you can have a movie and you can put all these characters together yes and no but if every episode or arc ends with go to this planet find this person they'll help you and then it's like psych you know it's like oh i hear you the princess is in another castle you know and yeah i hear you i i'm good i'm good with that to an extent it needs to go somewhere obviously I'm still, I'm, I'm still okay i'm still on board i'm not hating on it i'm just like it, it's a crack that i'm seeing i'm like mm. shit how much of this is john Favreau trying to drive the vision of the mandalorian and how much of it is this saying hey you guys did such a great fucking job but now we need you guys to introduce these other properties so that we can start making money off of those now too well, well, they got the right guy for it because if you watch Clone Wars, which I'm doing again, and I'm on season four already, they they literally they are they they have so much fun making these shows because they are like they had an episode with Obi Wan, then they went and they spilt over to another character, Ventress, and then you you, know you I, so I started watching some of it, right? Yeah, uh, I watched the movie. Oh. Yeah, that was weird. Ahsoka's introduction was yeah, snips. I don't it, like it. It no. didn't make a lot of sense. She's talking all kinds of trash when really it should be like, "Hey, you're a Padawan. You need to shut the fuck up." Yeah, you know? and she's talking shit to him in front of other people, and really she should have. They should have shut her up a long time ago, right? Yeah. Watch episode one, and Obi Wan just like subtly doubts Qui Gon in front of others, and Qui Gon just gives him a look like. <laughs> and then afterwards, afterwards, Obi Wan practically is on his knees, you know, saying, "I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have fucking, you know, yeah, I shouldn't have said that shit and this and that." He's like, "Hey, man, don't worry about it." You know, they say their thing, right? But it's a it's a big deal. It lingers to the point where Obi Wan has to apologize for it, and it's not even that big of a deal. In this one, Ahsoka's just like straight up talking shit, undermining him, challenging his authority, giving him a nickname, you know, not showing any respect. And I'm like. And then she's wearing this fucking tube top thing. And I'm like, what Jedi warrior outfit is that? Well, Everybody else is all armored up. 
Yeah, well, if you watch, oh man, this show is so good. If you get to the se- season four, I mean, like after season one, it's bad. It's just bad. But season two and up, it's so good. They build on so many other characters. They add a character here and then they make a bunch of episodes with this character, almost like a movie. You know what I mean? And like if so, that's why I'm like, this is the guy to do it, because he took an he took a show and he just builds up little stories here and there. And we just explore these characters like for Ventress. She we, we spent three episodes watching her lose her fucking family, uh, fight a bunch of fucking people, become a bounty hunter and find new re- meaning in life. And it's like three hours, not three hours. It's like an hour and a half. There's like three episodes and just her. And, and there's an episode with Rex and his clue, his group and how they become awesome. There's like an episode where this one bounty hunter who wears a hat and how cool he is and his group of people. And it's like an hour and a half. There's like little segments there and they can just keep going. And like, if you have the perfect guy for this, you want to make him have a TV show. He can just explore a character and without even having the main characters right now, he hasn't even got started. He- and that's what I'm saying. It would be cool to revisit those characters within Mandalorian. I don't know about creating full-on shows because I agree. You're not going to have Dave Filoni unless he unless he becomes, you know, the the main guy, yeah. the main guy for the entire universe. If if you can have him in there, you're good because Dave Filoni did not write a lot of the best Star Wars episodes, but he is the showrunner. And there's a continuity to that. So when you watch the Clone Wars, shit, you literally could have called it something else. Star Wars fucking troopers, Star Wars bandits, Star Wars bounty hunters. And it would have been a show because it's like, you can have 12 episodes of this. And he does, it does. It's like 26 episodes per season and there's seven seasons or some shit like that. And it's, if you wanted to, if you make him do a show, it's what, six episodes, 10 episodes? I mean, that's 10 hours of content. He's done that in spades. He's done that. So I he could definitely, as long as he's part of it, that's the part. And he doesn't necessarily need to write it. He just needs to be part of it, which he was in the Clone Wars. And if you watch this show, and it's so fucking violent. They kill people so much. And there's a lot of sexual innuendos. Like there's parts where this guy's like, you can work it off. You know, you killed our bounty hunter friend. And there's only two ways you can get out of it. You can either join us or you can work it out in other ways. He starts licking his tongue. He's like, ah, you know, I was like, this is for kids, but no, it (laughs) is not for kids. There's a part where Ventress cuts these. No, when snips cuts four Mandalorians heads off, they're people. They're not drones. They're people. She just cuts their heads off because guess what they were doing in that episode? They were raping people. They had a whole village death watch. They were just fucking raping people left and right. But they, 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 they said it, but they didn't say it. Right. But that's what they were like. You took my woman and did this. And then you start killing them. And then she ends up just fucking murdering them all. And I was just like, wow. But it makes sense, though, with the Jedi Order. They're not about killing people isn't really in their head when they're killing you. It's they're returning you to the force. You know, Batman's <laughs> not really killing you. He's just he's he's just, you know, he's just, you know, hurting you. And then you die later on. Uh, I mean, but that's what they're doing. They're just returning you to the force, which is what a great way of thinking. And I wish a Jedi would or a Sith Lord would point that out. You guys are just like us. You just fucking think it differently. You know, I'm killing this guy because I hate him. You're killing this guy for justice. It's the same fucking thing, except we're just calling it different words. Right, but no right. one ever, nobody has that kind of a, that self-awareness uh, in that show or shows. 
I like Rosario's da- Rosario Dawson. At yeah. first I thought it was going to be distracting. Hmm. But no. Nah, I I have a theory though. Dave Filoni wrote and directed this episode. And right. of course he's a showrunner. And that's his baby. That's his fucking yeah. love. Okay, yeah. She would I I would put any amount of money to say that she doesn't know anything about this character, the story, nothing. I mean, she could do research, but it's not the same thing as it, you right. and me watching it. It's just us studying math. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not really into it, but you know, I have to do it, that do kind of it. thing. She, she, the way she played it, it seemed like she wanted to go one way with it, but she was pushed to do another. So she's in these set scenes and then she's doing these certain things and she's being real remorse about it. But Dave Filoni's there. So I feel like this is what he wanted this character to be in life because when you watch the show, she's happy-go-lucky, you know? And uh, she's such a great character. She really is. Like the whole show is great with her in it. Like I really do love this character. So when when she shows up in Rebels, she's different. And that's cool. So when you see her in this, she should be. She's older. Well, not just that, but, you know, her master and what she went through with him. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool in Rebels when she comes. She doesn't know. In Rebels, she doesn't know what happens. She just assumed he's dead. And when she finds out what it is, and she's like scratching the surface of who this guy is. And she's like, this guy is fucking hard to kill because she's killing all these people. And then this guy comes out of nowhere, Darth Vader, and he's like really good. And she feels this, this connection to him. This, but, and then the way she, it's, there's a beauty in it that where she says, she goes, it's like there's a tremendous sadness when I'm fighting him. And there is because he trained her and she's everything he wanted to be and she's good and she's awesome. And I'm a bad guy and I killed younglings, you know, and then of course he's, his, his guilt and is fueling him, which makes him 10 times more powerful. You know what I mean? When when she talks about, you know, like sensing the fear in Grody. What's Grogu, his name? Grogu? 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 Yeah, that's so Grogu. stupid. That's a stupid Yeah. Name. Like, Grogu. <laughs> yeah. Grogu. <I> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> when, uh, when she's talking about, you know, like, I've seen what, I've seen what this does, you know, to the best of us. And she's yeah. like, you could see her, like, she's going through it again. Yeah. She is a good actress, that Rosario Dawson. Coupled with Dave Filoni right there to lead her as the character. Because, like, if she took liberties with it, she would take it in places it shouldn't go. Because that's an established character that goes in a certain arc. So, like... Rosario Dawson, she's she's famous enough, but I don't think she's famous enough to say, oh, I think it should happen this way. I, I have a feeling she would do that. She would. She would. I don't do think that. she's that strong enough. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think she's that strong. I've heard her talk, and I've seen her do movies, and I feel like she's the person, the personality to be like, I'll take this movie where it needs to take. Not like arrogance, and it is, but it's more of a. I think this character should do this, but you, and like, and most times you're right. However, you have a history with this fucking this character. You know what I mean? Ten years of an established character. So you can't, there's not many places you can take it. You can't just have Kirk be like, I love math. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They, you can't bring anything in out of left field. Yeah, so you have to play it a certain, unfortunately, you have to play it a certain way. 
Same thing with um, you can only take it in different routes if the story lends itself there. You, yeah, you've seen more. You've seen more, obviously, more Clone Wars and Rebels than I have. And yeah, uh, so so Rosario Dawson's interpretation of Ahsoka, the writing, does it fit it, with everything else? It felt like this. Here's the path you should be going. It felt like it kept going like this and then going like this. Like they're only in acting choices, like the way she would act, she would act too withdrawn. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you could do that with that character, but she didn't take it too far. Okay. You know what I mean? She was, she's not supposed to be stoic. You know what I mean? Like I've seen some shit. And although yes, you have, that's not what your character is at, at that place in time. You're still trying to, you finish killing the bad guys, right? Because this is this is after the fucking, after, you know, Return of the Jedi. Supposedly, yeah. so, some people are trying to say that this type takes place before Rebels, but in reality, Rebels ends with the Return of the Jedi, like right after the fucking Death Star dies. That's when the Rebels ends. And they're going to look for Ezra and Thawne. Which is a, a thing they bring up in in this show. Yeah. Like, where's Thawne? And that kind of blew me away when she said that. I was like, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? When did this become a thing? You know, Thawne was some bad shit, but not like that. You know? I, you know what? Depending on how the 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 new Luke Skywalker interpretation goes. What do you mean? Oh, uh, man, I'd love to see Shadows of the Empire. What are you talking about? The new, what are you talking about? You didn't know they cast somebody for Luke Skywalker? Why? But why? But for who? Mandalorian. He's going to be a Mandalorian. He is? It looks... I've seen some... I don't know if it's like concept fan art. It looks good. Wait. Like, what? Why? I guess. I mean, he spends 30 years doing shit, you know? Sebastian Stan. No, yeah. I've seen I've seen that before even this show. They talked about him being like... The un like he's like the child of Luke Skywalker because he looks no, just like he, him. He would have to be Luke Skywalker. No, no, I know, I know, I know. As a joke, people oh. would use deep fakes to put him in movies, and that was a thing. I didn't know that was actually going to be a thing. Why would you do that? You know. So Return of the Jedi happens. This show happens, and then you have the five years sp- after this show happens. It is. It's five years after Return of the Jedi. Hmm. Well. Oh shit, that's weird. Cause um, so uh, when they go to look for Ezra and and Thawne, it's right after Return of the Jedi, and you're saying it's five years later. I mean, like, what the fuck, <laughs> Like, what she's you... still looking for him. Yeah, and she wasn't even a pivotal character in in the fucking show. You know what I mean? She was in the show, but she wasn't like like she had something to to do. You know right. what I mean? She was just there, guiding you know young Ezra. You know, to the point where Ezra fucking resurrects her or whatever. I don't know. I don't. I, I thought her character depiction was only good because the director was there, but it felt like she was trying to change lanes because she doesn't really know that character. She doesn't. Yeah, she might not have been trying to change lanes. She just probably didn't know what the lane was. No, she wasn't. She was doing her own thing. And like, you take the lines and you do your own thing. But like, I mean, they, they, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 hard to tell what you're going to do with this character. And if you made another show, I could see that going south. Could she hold it on her own? There are episodes in Clone Wars where it's just her, and they're really good, but it's young version of her. 
in Rebels, it's she's just there as a set piece. She's not really there as like a main character doing anything other than to give us who watch Clone Wars something to do. You really should watch it though. The, the show is fucking fantastic. Yeah, no, I I I, I don't have time to watch the whole thing. I, I picked up a list of essentials. Yeah, they have that on the Disney app, the 20 essentials. But like, okay, so me and Seth were going through them and then we got to season four. And a lot of that doesn't make sense if you don't watch season. Oh, this was like a this was a fan like a Reddit one that I found or something. Oh, Uh, there's a lot. There's a shit ton of it. There's more than twenty episodes on. Uh, yeah, I hear you, but I don't know, man. They they came out with an essential list on the Disney, and it's it's pretty good. Twenty episodes, and and for the most part, yes, if you had already seen the show, but. Uh, when I was showing Seth uh, season four, the, the one episode of season four, they were talking about Savage Ompress or whatever, Savage Ompress, who's Darth Maul's brother. And that's actually pretty good. That's pretty fucking good. You actually should watch season four from beginning to end to, to get the full power of that fucking that episode. Because when oh, Savage Ompress gets together with Darth Maul and those two take over all of Mandalore, oh my God, that's so much. Why are you much- telling me this? Why oh, you need to fucking watch season four to, to all of it. Season four is okay, so good. Well, I'll watch I'll watch the essentials and then when I get to season four, I'll watch all of it. That's what you should do. Yes. And then I can guarantee this. If you watch season four from beginning to end, you will not skip around. You'll just keep watching kids. <laughs> it's really fucking good. It's like from season four and on, it's just it doesn't stop being good. I, I I remember I don't know why I was jumping around in Rebels, and every time I was watching something, I was like, damn. This would have been a great movie. Yeah. The writing is good. The the way that they talk about the ships and the tactics, everything just made sense within mm-hmm. the universe of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And and they they really give in-depth knowledge, you know, like uh, of Star Wars. They really dive deep in the EU. Well, adding to the canon. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. Adding to the canon, yeah. Yeah, and uh, then you there's and Warren's doing that too. I, I feel like they're doing that pretty good. It's cool because in Clone Wars, they they did whatever they wanted to, and they just explored the world, and it's really good. But then when you go to Rebels, really that was more of uh, exploring the characters and demonstrating how awesome Div uh, Filoni is. Man, that shit, it it it, it stays on course. With the, there's no bouncing around to some other story. They just stay with the characters. Yeah. And they build this fucking relationship with these characters, which makes it that much more painful when shit happens. You're just like, fuck. But they build it up. In in Clone Wars, they build up other characters and they murder them. And then you're just like, fuck. So that when you're watching it, there's a gravity there. Like, you're like, oh shit, this guy might die because he's obviously not in the show. But he could live. You don't know. And some characters do carry on to Rebels, which is fucking great. You know? And the, But it's still... It's still Rebel. It's still Clone Wars. So people do die. And so you're just like, fuck. So like each episode is like, there's there's a weight to it. Of course, like in Rebels, like all of them could die. You don't know because you don't see them in the, in the future. So like yeah. it, it, it gets pretty fucking scary. But in Clone Wars, you always know that these three characters are going to live. But up to up to that point, though, they, they introduce all these other characters that stay forever for fucking seasons. And when they die, you're just like, what? When like when like you're like, oh, I thought those two were gonna get together. What? You know, like you couldn't predict it. You cannot predict it. It's that good. So when you're watching it, there is a gravity to it where you're like, like and you don't know hurts. who's gonna die. Hmm? Mm. You know, you spend time with them. 
Yeah. You, know them, you know, you get to learn about them, what they want, what they've been through, what their hopes are and all that shit. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's, that's good too. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You're right. You get to know their hopes. So when they, when, when, when they're dashed out, you're like, oh, and then, you know, it's cool too. Is like when there's villains and they do good things and you're just like, oh, what? but there's a motivation to it. It's not like just, Hey, yeah, totally. I'm all of a sudden good now. You know, it's just like, there's a set of events where, you know, you know, every once in a while, a bad guy blinks, you know, and vice versa sometimes. And it, it works so much better if you watch this and then uh, Revenge of the Sith or whatever, because there's a lot of episodes that build up why he turns bad. And I wish he wrote the third movie because the third movie makes much more sense. I was reading that too, that the, that the show contextualizes yeah. the third movie pretty good. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Like, why? How could you trust a Jedi? And, like, I don't know what happened, but it felt like in Clone Wars, he was painting the Jedi in a way where it explains why they're not all good and why the Sith aren't all bad. You know what I mean? Like, there's a duality there, but in reality, it's just the person and the choices that they make, you know? And I really just wish they would someone would have said something because like a lot of the thing the Jedi do are fucking nefarious without even knowing it. Yeah. You sided with this group, but this other group dies because of it. Mm-hmm. Like they go in it. They, they exterminate a whole race of fucking beings because they're insects, you know, but they had, they had thoughts and feelings and things that they wanted to do. It just so happens you were the enemy and they killed some of your guys. So the Jedi being who they are, are like, you know what? Fuck you. Let's die. It's <laughs> justice though. You know, because we're Jedi, we're good. And I thought, man, there's something. I mean, maybe if you just untether Dave Filoni away from all of this, he could make something really good. Like, I mean, just the whole idea of being good guys who are just doing bad shit. You know, they're good guys, but obviously, what they're doing is wrong. You know, I think him and him and John Favreau find a, found a way to give us what we wanted in a new way yeah yeah you know? Mandalorian. I, I feel like that's so hard to do because usually like when you're in a sequel or something it's like okay how do we give people what they wanted without being repetitive yeah and do something new it's by working within the rules of the universe that you set so that you can continue that story and mm-hmm. you can do new things by presenting new challenges but staying true to how the character would react in those situations you know, I agree. They introduce a new character, Mandalorian, but he's still existing within the universe that really kept us coming back. Yes. And 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 so he's operating within it, and there's rules and things that we recognize. And so we're like, this is plausible within the universe that has been presented to us since 1977. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and so they they figured out how without having to do okay, let's Let's go full nostalgia, you know, in, in episode seven. Uh, let's try, okay, that didn't work 100% with everybody. Okay, let's go back the other way and try to be subversive. Yeah. Okay, that that definitely fucking didn't work. Okay, let's go <laughs> back to full nostalgia and more, you know, like a shit ton of death. Star- oh, fuck, that didn't really work either. Yeah. Um, and it's because they, 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 they got away from the fact that you know, for a lot of people and the hardcore fans, these are characters that exist within a world that's established 
And so really just give us that. Just, just obey the, your own rules for the world that you set up. Don't give us this new fucking area, Exegol, that we've never fucking heard of. Don't give us, okay, Emperor Palpatine waited until right now to, 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 you know, to attack. You know, I guess 100 Death Stars wasn't enough. So yeah. Death Star, Star Destroyers wasn't enough. So he had to build 3,000 of the motherfuckers. I don't know. It, they moved away. They moved away from a smaller story. And like with the Mandalorian, you get these smaller set pieces and you're doing so much more with so much little. And like, it just, it just grows. Like for instance, you got a town and you got a magistrate and you got Michael Bean, you know, and then you just introduce like one other Jedi and you have every fucking thing you had the episode before that where they're like attacking a base, the, the, the siege, they're just attacking a base. That's all they're doing. But you built up these characters. I mean, they, they do a lot with a little and like um, I think that that's what the movies and I think that in general, like bringing it all back to tenant and everything else. I mean, like smaller stories are good, you know, like it, these grandiose stories. It's too much. Well, I feel like they went back to the influences that kind of spawned, you know, original Star Wars, uh, which was, you know, Kurosawa, you know, and Westerns. Yeah. Yeah. And and because you have. Even the 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 duel between yeah. Mandalorian and Michael Bean, yeah, you know, it's like straight all the way back to like Tombstone. He was even yeah. trying to be sneaky, you know, yeah. kind of like Ringo, you know, yeah. trying to you know be, be cool yeah. and that shit. Yeah, and then yeah I thought that. Yeah, that, it was fucking so good. You're right; it is more like a western too, but in a good way. You know, yeah, right. there's not they're not drawing things out. And then they, I do like the Baby Yoda thing. I mean, that's really cool. You know what my wife does though? Every time she sees something new, like an animal, she goes, Mer-, she looks at me, merchandise. Yeah, uh, like that's what they're doing. Well, that's- in 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 the in what was it? Uh, the Last Jedi. That was the, all merchandise. Those little yeah. Cor- exactly uh, dude that was that's a, what she was, said that's what she said she pointed out she goes, cold-blooded you know yeah. super transparent cash grab she she Is looked at the Yoda? yeah also but man they start talking about his story in this last episode you know and ahsoka's talking about what she was able to feel through him yeah you know that you know he was he being was being raised, raised. He was being trained. He was. He had the 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 greatest masters, you know, at the, at the Jedi Council in Coruscant. And then, you know, during the fall, you know, somebody took him out, and then his memory becomes really dark. And it's like, it's it's also an excuse to kind of not write things in stone right away. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. she just said, "This is the person that took him out of the Jedi Temple. This yeah. is where he's been." You know, they could they could change it later if they want to. Yeah. But but at the same time, you keep it vague. Which is which is good. Don't give us all the sausage, right? Of course, no. That's it's perfect. They said it. They they. I think they, they said exactly enough for us to be like, oh wow, okay, shit. So these other things that we thought, it's probably not those. Um, I actually liked the idea that he was a child in the Jedi Temple when all that shit went down. That works. Engineered or whatever, or maybe he's a clone of Yoda still. There's always that. He could still be a clone of Yoda. I don't well, know. Well, my thoughts are is as soon as they could get Samuel Jackson to sign on as Mace Windu, they'll say that it was him that taught this fucking guy. Oh, maybe he like showed up and he was like, all right, baby. Because <laughs> he come back with, a, with one less hand. Goes, all right, baby. You know, I, well, I just- he'd be all fucked up looking because he got electrocuted and then thrown out of the. And it's not out of the realm of possibility 
that Mace Windu fucking, you know, like grabbed. Yeah, dude, force. He uses the force. They can never die. They have the force. He's force pushed the floor. We don't know what happened to him after he went out the window. We don't. We don't and how that. many times did Jedi jump out of a fucking window and survive? Yeah, fucking <laughs> fucking uh, Obi-Wan, he just like goes darts straight out the window and grabs onto that droid that flies away. That's all they ever fucking do. They always just dart out there. They use the force. You know what, though? When you're using the force, I mean, shit, things are going to happen your way, you know? I mean, you're really... The force is such a... It gets lost on everybody when they start talking metachlorines. But in reality, it's just the energy, you know? Like, so this shit was supposed to happen. So the show is playing both sides of that coin. What do you mean? So they they... They acknowledged in the in the siege, the um, the research guy says that uh, um, there's no other host that has the same M count. Oh, nice! I like the M count more than metachlorine. Yeah, so he's all you know. We don't have another donor with the same M count. We need to go back to the original donor, Baby Yoda. Um, and I'm like, M count? Fuck! They're going back to many chlorians. But in this one, Ahsoka does. An Obi-Wan thing from like episode four. She starts explaining that the force is energy that, that yeah. is a living thing. So she starts describing it that way. Yeah. So I, I think there's a duality that can exist. Oh, oh for, for, for sure, man. I mean, like from the beginning, when he introduced metachlorines in the beginning, everyone took that and were like, why did you do this? And I was like, it, you know, I mean, you can, you can explain away shit that's, um, that's like both like real and like for instance okay so you got the flow state and you could say if you if you work really hard and you can get into a state of mind of just ultimate you know kung fu mastery and then you can explain it away too that your endorphins go up to a certain level and then your brain is doing like rapid recognition but in reality you're both right it's just one's taking the magic out of it i i think i think this m count thing I, I think what they're going to end up saying is that midichlorians are like dormant. And for some people, they're more awake than others. And that you can wake it up through training, you know, and experience. Yeah, that makes sense. You I, can, I, I, think, I, I think that would still, because the, the argument against the whole midichlorian thing was, well, you're saying that some people are just going to be naturally better at the force than others. Well, yes and no. Because if if in your family, you tend to have higher endorphin levels let's go with that you know you're gonna have you're gonna have better moods right but can you train yourself to enhance that mood yes you can yeah yeah i mean like if it like like we all have arms but we can't punch like mike tyson but you can train yourself yeah but you also if you're mike tyson's kid he's gonna punch better than say my kid you know what i mean because it's just genetics you can just say that and you can explain it away and say, oh, yeah, well, it's because, you know, his genes and he has this high moniker. So his, his, he has a proactivity to punching like this and he has a faster, fast twitch muscle and things like that. You could you could say that, but also you could say better genetics, you know, some bro science. You could do, and that's what Jedi are, just bro science it up. Yeah, well, I hope it's not genetics that the M, that the midichlorians are attached to. I, I'm just hoping that it's well, more yeah. thing that it's that it's in your body and you could pass it on if you're trained in it. So like a badass Jedi could have a badass Jedi child. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but then you have the chosen or, one. Or if you're not a badass Jedi, 
Well, see, that's that's the will of the force wanting to balance something out. Right? Yeah, but like also Yoda has a high count. He might come from a race that just tends to have a higher count. So they're I hear you. I'm just saying like is less dormant than another. I you could say anything really. I mean it's it's not a it's not a hard thing. Like I'm hoping that that's the direction that they go in. Yeah, I I don't see many brands are genetic and passed on in your DNA, but that everybody has it, just some people have it more awake than others. Yeah, that makes sense. And I could see them going that direction, or why would you want to? Because we're talking about the Mandalorian. Well, they just they just went back to back episodes. In one, they referred to M count, and in the very next one, they went back to the original explanation of the Force. That's so good. Back to back, they presented the original trilogy uh, presentation and the new trilogy presentation of the Force, and those are kind of juxtaposed, you know. But if they can merge them, goddamn, that just weaves together episodes one two and three with four five and six it's cool if they could go either way they i mean you really could go either way science and you can go either way uh you know frou science you know like oh yeah you know training and that. i mean it works i mean both can exist i it, the fact that we have to like stick in the mud and say no nah, it's got to be this way or that way you know what well, i mean like i like the i like kind of like the buddhist angle on this it, the idea that you know it's all within us we just have to be able to tune ourselves to recognize it. Yeah. You know, uh, the, mm. the, you know, the nirvana being at peace with the way everybody can do it. Uh, it's just, you just need to train yourself to be able to get there. It surprised me of an episode of Voyager in which Janeway of science, right? She has to go and save her fucking person, you know, and she has to go through this ritual, right? And science, but she's science. So she studies like thousands of rituals and shit like that. As she goes into this, 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 this thing and there's these people talking to her and telling her to do things. And she's fucking having to lift the rock and do all this heavy shit and just fucking go through this whole thing. And it's like, this shit's so hard for her, you know? And she studied all this shit. She tortures herself, right? And to, to save her crewmate, right? And it turns out like um, once she gave up, and like like believed in the shit that she was doing then she was able to save her her crewmate right and um and because she believed right Mm -hmm. and then the doctor comes in and says oh look it seems to be that you when you were doing all this physical stuff you were inciting your your body like this and that and you did this and then you were able to give the hormone to save the thing so if you hadn't done all that you wouldn't have been able to save him. And as she, as he's talking the science, she's kind of tuning him out. Like you just hear him as a murmur. And it's really the, the magic of the thing is gone because you just explained it away. It was so magical to come to that epiphany of everything you thought you knew you did not know. And then you just like gave in to something bigger than yourself. And then when you start hearing the reason why it all works, and it's not as magical. She even says that. She goes, it's not as magical. I like hearing all the pretty stories. And that was, that was the argument against midi-chlorians. Exactly. It loses, it loses the spirituality side of the force. But here, it's Dave Filoni and, and, and his writers kind of going, you know what? We're not just going to ignore it and pretend like it didn't happen. We're yeah. going to find a way to make it work. You can too. And like you, like you could tell somebody if you work out, you'll be like this. But in reality, it's more of a you have to believe. 
You know what I mean? Like you, you may know something, but to understand it, two different. You can tell a kid, "Hey, look, if you work hard, you'll get to where you want to go." But to 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 hear it is not the same thing as living you it. You have to inspire them, and it's yeah. sometimes have to be like a spiritual, you know. Yeah, but in reality, you you go the path, and you either learn it or you don't. And it's not a thing of you and me, and it doesn't matter who you who it is that inspires. It's really like. Are they receptible in the force in the time of their life to hear this, the words and then to do that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, if I work hard, uh, I, you know, I can do what I want to do, you know. But in reality, it doesn't work that way. It's you you could be an inspirational person in the world, but it's up to the person receiving it to, mm-hmm. to go the journey, to do the thing. And that's what makes things magical, so, especially with metachlorines. You can tell them, yeah, you, if you train really hard, you can activate your metachlorines. But uh once again, you know, you're hearing it, but you gotta actually fucking Jedi that shit, you know? That's why you got your Jedi. And you well, could I mean, well, like you can you can Ahsoka Tano and say, hey, look, you gotta use force to do all this shit. And you'd be like, whatever. And then another guy go, like, look, it's all about working out and getting your metachlorines to this level. And for some reason that fucking works. Reverse that. You tell a person, yeah, you just got to use your metachlorines, work out, and do all this shit, and you're there. And the guy's like, huh? And then a Sakatana comes in, like, use force, do all this shit, and you're like, oh, shit, this works. And then they can do it. Like, some people, they need religion to have that spiritual yeah. how to live your life yeah. you know, guidance. Yeah. For some other people, it just makes sense. It's yeah. just like, hey, uh, I'm a sentient being, you're a sentient being, and I wouldn't want anybody taking my shit, so I'm not going to take yours. Yeah. So I'm not going to steal. Some people need to be told that, and mm-hmm. they need to be inspired to to make good decisions. Not yeah. because they're bad people, but they just they're just not built like that, or they weren't taught that way, or they just don't understand or perceive the world that way. Yeah, and I think that you can exist in both worlds. You just have to just not shit on both. I, mean, I think once you start on that path of this has to be it and that has to be it, then it, it, the message is lost. And I think Dave Filoni could pull this off. If he, I think so too. Yeah, if he, if he can do both things. I mean, and it was weird that people took so much umbrage with Metaclorians. He's right. I mean, people were right, kind of, you know, like, oh, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. But, like, he went he went three fucking movies already going this direction. Now he's, you know, Old Republic. They know shit more. They know more about Jedi. So why not have them have a science kind of way of going about it? It's just the way they executed it was a little bit clunky. I mean, there could have been a way where you use science to, to, to make it sound more mystical, you know? I mean, like, we do that with monks now. Like, they can gauge, you know, how much endorphins they are when they're meditating. But, like, they go, oh, because we know this doesn't mean we can replicate it. <laughs> you know, like, they, also weren't, they also weren't born that way either. They had to train themselves. Exactly. To, to, to do that. You can do all the science you want, but you're not going to be able to do the thing that they, you know what I mean? Time takes, time has to do its thing. Certain, like, unless you are a God with your own sandbox, there's nothing you can do to re to create the same thing. You can, you can inject all the fucking things you want, but you're, there's a whole hardware system with your body. You know, if your body can't fucking, 
you know, you put all the fucking chemicals in the guy's brain, but if his body's not receptive to, to fucking handle that shit and the brain knowing how to fucking, you know, do that trip, like, like weed for you is different for weed for me. You know what I mean? Like, like people who have been on the journey, they kind of know what they're going and what they're getting at, you know, but if I, you give it to somebody who's not really into that and they're just like, what the fuck is this? Well, you got the same thing that another person got, but you don't know how to fucking process that kind of information. You know what I mean? It, and you can you can you could use all the science you want. It's high. It's hallucinogenic. You're the five HCP and your fucking gut metabolize it, and you can do all this shit. But it doesn't fucking matter. It just matters on how you, you know, how you're interpreting it. Yeah, and how how, how you come out of being. It. Yeah, I mean that's just the way it is. So I think this is good. I think this is a good stopping point. Went way longer than I wanted to, but we had some technical difficulty. So as always. Please like and subscribe uh, if you like this podcast. You can find us on Podcast for We. We're on Spotify, iTunes, all this shit, SoundCloud, wherever you love podcasts. That's where we're at. And uh, as always, be the better person than you were yesterday. Be that person you wanted to be tomorrow, today. Why put it off? Be your future self now. And as always, you know, head on a swivel. Stay frosty. I don't even know how to fucking stop this fucking thing. I'm just, <laughs> just, just fucking laters. Let me hit the stop button here. Huh?